look, I'm so glad you all are here. And I know that you all could have just remained chatting around the table and singing songs. And we would have been good. We would have left this river and said, praise God, he met us here. But I have to tell you, I am really excited about the word tonight. And ladies, we got to open up the word. We got to open up the word. And when I say the word, I mean the holy scriptures, the holy Bible. And so I'm excited to do that. Before I do that, I know as I look around the room, there's a lot of you that I've met for the first time, and that makes me so, so happy. So I want to introduce myself a little bit more. My name is Mandy Love. And some of you may not know, but I am married to my best friend. Oh! <laughs> This is Stephen, and he is the pastor, what, what, of this church, Redemption City Church. And we have four beautiful children. My daughter, who came on stage at the last event, Jade Ruth, stand up and say hello. Jade Ruth, say hello. <laughs> so we have a really serious family, as you can tell from this picture. But... I wish, there is about three pictures that I wish I could have showed you all taken within like 30 seconds. So all of us have like a similar stance, except for the little one in the middle has a serious like different facial or dance move within like literal three seconds. It's hilarious. But I could not introduce myself without showing you a picture of our four beautiful children, Stephen Jr., Elias Nathaniel, Jade Ruth, and Simeon Joseph Love. So that's us. We... My husband is from South Bend, but he moved to Chicagoland area. Um, we met when we were in fifth and sixth grade in the Chicagoland area, and we weren't married until way later. So that's a story for another time. You can ask me later. We do like to tell it because it's just the Lord's hand all over it. But we moved here recently. Some of you may not know this. We moved here in 2019, and we moved here specifically to start a church. And the year we planted was 2022. Does that ring a bell? September 2022 is when this church opened its doors. Yeah, 2020. All these twos and zeros, I don't know. 2020, 2022, yeah. Okay, you're like, what's the big 2020? 2020, does that ring a bell? Yeah, right smack in the middle of the pandemic. We moved here in August had plans for how we were going to grow our core team and do all that, and then everything shut down. And we were like, okay, <laughs> Lord, and here we are. Y'all, the Lord is building his church, and it has been an amazing journey, and we could not be more thrilled. And if you know me, yes, 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 praise God. And if you know me, you know that from when the Lord placed it upon my heart, our heart, and we began praying about moving here for a church, I could not stop thinking about and praying about, honestly, I didn't have faces, but I could not stop thinking about and praying for you. Oh, y'all know I cry too a lot, so okay, the fact that it's just going to happen. It's all good. But my heart, since I came to know the Lord over 25 years ago, my heart for women to know and love the word of God, and to think rightly 
and to challenge your mind to think rightly about God and the word of God has been a cry of my heart for years. And when we knew we were coming here to start a church, I was like, oh, Lord, Lord, bring the ladies. Bring them. And so I'm so excited you are here. And this is just, for those of you who are new to Redemption City Church and whatnot, this is our only, our second women's event ever in the history of the church. So praise God for what he is doing. Yes. So I'm so glad that you're here. I've been eager to connect, to create a space to connect, eager to create a space to open the word of God to think deeply about those things. And so I'm so thankful you're here. It is called, what's this event called? The River. And there's a reason why it's called The River. Who knows what book of the Bible we have been in last event? Who said it? Mama Debbie, please say it aloud. Acts, Acts. So The River, just to bring you up to speed. <clears throat> So, oh, that's where I wanted to give another prize. Bev is in the house. Who brought their purple folder from our last event? Y'all are special. One, two, I got gifts for you. Tisha, you get a gift. Tisha's like, I'm winning a gift tonight. All right, these are up here for you all. If you brought your purple folder, you know who you are. Oh, Tisha's coming to get hers now. Come get yours now, girl. What you want, a book or a mug? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a Tumblr RCC represent. What you want, Mama Debbie? You got? Have you read either one of these? This one. Can I decide for you? Yes. Okay. And who was the other one? Who else got a purple? I saw another one. Oh, Bev! Bev, you're the reason for. Oh, you better stop. You're the reason for this giveaway. See, the Lord knew. So, Angel, those gifts that we had the right amount. The Lord knew. The Lord knew. Those gifts were meant for you. Amen. Praise God. But the river. So to recap, so we started our journey in Acts, right? And we followed. So we need to ask a question. Where in the world does Acts fall in the line of Scripture? Okay? So the whole Scripture we talked about last time is one story. And if this is new to you, praise God. So please don't be sitting there being like, I don't know this. I don't even know where Acts is. I don't know. It's okay. You're in the right space. But the whole story of God, we have to ask, where is the book of Acts found. It's in the New Testament, and it's after the Gospels. What does that mean to me, Mandy? I don't care about that. This is what it means to you, that all of Scripture, right, is the story of God bringing his people to himself, and the Old Testament, all these big works of the Lord doing work, right, bringing his people to himself, and then Jesus waiting a Savior. Jesus comes. There's people that witness that. He walks the earth, right, and then some of you know, he dies, he's buried, he rises from the grave, right? He meets with a group of people in the flesh after he rose from the grave. And then he leaves and sends the Holy Spirit, which is God with us. So Acts is basically a book in the Bible that is following the Acts, get it, Acts, of the apostles, the people that walked that saw, that witness, that are now going out to tell about Jesus. And Paul, I didn't mention this last time, so we're following a journey with Paul, and we have planted ourselves in Acts chapter 16, and we're going to remain there, and we're also going to remain there our next and final gathering for the year, which is going to be in May. 
And all you grad college students, my, I got my eye on all your calendars. Because when we see you as college students representing here at RCC, and we want to make sure that you don't leave town. Okay? So we're planning that. The date's to be determined. But we're going to stay planted in Acts 16 tonight. We already did at our last gathering in November, and we'll continue to in May. So we followed Paul on this journey, and this was an amazing thing. I didn't get my map to work, so I'm sorry. Y'all don't have to look at our picture the whole time. That's all right. We'll leave it there for a minute. Um, we're coming to that. Don't look at that yet. <clears throat> Should have put a black slide in there, but I didn't. I don't want to distract you all. But Paul, his name used to be Saul, and he literally killed, murdered anyone who believed in Jesus and would go after them. Saul met Jesus. Thank you, Jared. He heard my cry. He, G Saul met Jesus, and scales literally fell from his eyes. And he couldn't help to be like, I got to tell everybody about Jesus. And that is what he is doing in Acts. So the first gathering, we followed a map. I literally took you, remember? And you had to find locations on a map that we read in Scripture. And then we traced it through. Paul was, so here's a map. Here's Asia, okay? Paul's traveling through Asia. And the Holy Spirit says, and Paul's like zealous. I want to tell everyone about Jesus. He's going through Asia. What does the Holy Spirit say, yes or no? No. Y'all better say it confidently. Otherwise, I'm like, I failed you last time. The Holy Spirit said, no, do not preach the gospel in Asia. Paul's like, I don't know why. I'm recapping our last gathering. He ends up through multiple events. Go back and read your Bible, Acts 16. And he ends up in Philippi at a river meeting a woman, well, named Lydia. Guess where Lydia's from? Thyatira. Say it with me. Thyatira. Thyatira. You know where Thyatira is? Right in the middle of this area where God said no. So last month we said, come as you are. Come to the river. Lydia was coming to the river. We're going to learn about it more. We'll be recapped. You're not going to be behind if you weren't here. Come as you are and be met with more than you expected. And that's what happened for Lydia. She went to the river as she was. And she was met with more than she expected. Because Paul was there waiting to tell her about Jesus. Table leaders, in your purple folder, there are copies of Acts 16. Go ahead and start passing that out to everybody, please. Everybody. And while we're doing that, I'm going to keep talking while I walk to get some water. So every time we gather, as you heard my passion and cry, is to be equipped to study the word of God. So every time we meet, be expected to interact with the word. So every time we gather, I will give you some tools that I hope you take back with you in your own study of God's word. So I hope and pray that as you sit here and follow the map as we did last time and figure out where all these places are, that that will cause you when you go home to study God's word to say, huh, 
I don't know where this location is. Let me look it up. Tonight, we're going to learn some different ways to look at the word, and its observation is really important. To learn how to observe the text in which we're reading. So, y'all have that in front of you. Let's go ahead and read it, and this is what I'm going to do. We're going to do it at the same time. I'm going to ask you a question. As we're reading it, you're going to need a pen or a colored pencil, so go ahead and grab one of those. Grab a pen or a colored pencil, and you are going to follow along with me. And you're going to circle some words. What are you going to do to some words? You're going to circle some words. This is the question you're going to answer. Who is Lydia? Repeat after me. Who is Lydia? You're circling those words. I'm going to read this to you. I want you to follow along. And when you come to something that says, oh, that's who Lydia is, circle it. Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 13. On the Sabbath day. We went outside the city gate by the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there. A God-fearing woman named, named Lydia, a dealer in purple from the city of Thyatira, was listening. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Did you circle some words? Who is Lydia? Yes. Okay. So compare your notes to mine. Now you get to do the next one on your own. Now you're going to underline. Go ahead back through. This is you're doing it on your own. I'm not reading it again. Underline, where is Lydia? Okay, we're going to just move along. Y'all got it? What did you underline? Look up there. Where is Lydia? That's right. She's outside the city gate. She's by the river. <clears throat> Next one. You're going to put a square around these words. Put a square around what is Lydia doing? What is Lydia doing? Put a square around those words. Okay, some of you may be working, that's all right. I'm going to give you the answers. What is she doing? She's sitting. Did you catch that one? She was listening. Good. Respond. Urged, persuaded. The last one I want you, and baptized. She did do that, but that happened to her, so it could put in multiple categories. The last one is a squiggle line. I think I have it up here already. The squiggle line means what happened. What happened to Lydia? The Lord opened her heart. She was baptized. 
She responded to what Paul said. Why do you think observations are an important thing for us to do when we're studying the Word of God? How many times did I have you read that passage? A lot. Every question I asked to make an observation, I said, go back to the text and read it. Observations are so important and are such a tool when we're studying Scripture because it makes you read the Scripture over and over and over again when we're studying Word. Get to know that Word. Read it again. Make sure you got all the observations. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to focus on a couple observations of what we learn about Lydia. And within those observations, I am going to then challenge you with some questions to follow. So we're going to look at who is Lydia, a handful of observations of who is Lydia. We're going to break those down, and then I'm going to challenge you with what we learn from those observations. Capish? Y'all still awake? Okay. The first one that we're going to look at, and I know, can we do a black screen, Jared? Yep. Oh, yeah, not that, not that. Don't look at that. See, I went ahead. So we're going to look at a woman. Did you see this? A woman named Lydia. If you have read even a little bit of God's word, you know that not everybody in the scripture is given a name. It does not say a woman at the river. It says a woman named Lydia. What an honor to have her name recorded here in the book of God to where anytime scripture is read, her name is there. And what does it say about her? She has a name and she is a what? Woman. Woman. She's got fearing. We're getting to that later. She is a woman. It is a big deal. She was created as a woman. Genesis 1.27 says God created mankind in his own image. In the image of who? God. He created them. Male and female, he created them. In God's image, Lydia was created. In the image of God. Here's my question, and here's an observation to make. She was valued. Here's my question to you. What do you believe about how you were created? What do you believe about the value and the fact that God made you a woman? What comes to mind, and we're going to get a chance to answer some of these questions, but it, it causes us to ask, what comes to mind when I think about who I am, that apart from everything else you got going on, you are created as a woman who has a name. You are valued because you are made in the image of God. Amen. And those that believe in Jesus, sisters, your name's written in the book of life. There is value to a name. That's our first observation. Second observation I want to share is a dealer in purple. Who was Lydia? She was a woman named Lydia. She was a dealer in purple. Purple happens to be my favorite color. And I know that most of us may know that purple is, what do we say about the color purple? It's a royal, who said it? 
Royal, let me just tell you about my research, okay? I'm going to give you just a few nuggets. If you want to know more, just come, come see me because I'll tell you more because this is so fascinating. Purple, do you know what it comes from? Oh, what? Who knows? Lonnie, you probably know. Yeah, Lonnie knows. Mama Debbie, that's your daughter. Y'all see, I know. So good. This is so cool. Purple dye comes from a snail. This is what you do. You crush the snail. You kill the snail. Nope, that's not the end. That's not the end. Inside the snail, and you will never find me doing this, okay? If y'all know Maybe some of your doctors, Betsy, she's like, yeah, I'm all over it. Let me do it. Inside the snail, you pull out the gland. Hello. Nope, that's not purple. Guess what you do with the gland? I bet Adrian knows. You smash it. Squeeze it. Whatever. Okay? It's not over yet. It's not over yet. So whatever comes out of that gland has to experience air or something. Okay? Then, <laughs> air just left me. Then it turns purple or red. What? No, here's the coolest part. Here's the coolest part. Do you, so historians can tell which cities made purple by the amount of snail shells that were left in heaps, piles. Because guess how many you need to make a very small amount of dye? Listen, ready to be awed. 10,000. Tell me about it. So now can we understand why purple is the royal color? Because listen, y'all had to have some money to get some purple dye or fabric because it was not easy to come by. And so who wore purple? Kings, emperors, high officials. So our girl Lydia was selling this purple. She was in the mix. She was doing some things. And here's a cool thing about Thyatira. Thyatira was known for making purple. And guess what? Who wanted a whole lot of purple because of where it was located? Where she is at the river, Philippi. Your girl, Lydia, was a businesswoman. She was a strategic businesswoman and a hard worker. So she came from Thyatira where purple was made, and she ended, and I'm so sorry I didn't show the map, but she ended, Asia is far, in Philippi, because Philippi was a leading trading center city. And that's where she finds herself in Philippi to sell some purple. So here's my question. Here's a question that we get to ask from this observation. How do we view the work before us? Working in home, working at your home, managing your own home, stay-at-home moms, working outside the home, making a whole lot of money, volunteering, retired, broken hands or feet. If you're like, I, my body doesn't work the way it used to, how do I work? We all have work before us. We all have work before us. And my question is, how do we, what do we think about the work that God has placed before us? 
So it's not about how much money you make or if you're a, a businesswoman like Lydia. It's about a contrast to this that we see in another part of Scripture. And it's found in 1 Timothy 5. It says, at the same time, they also learn to be idle, going from house to house. They are not only idle, but also are gossips and busybodies, saying things they should not say. The fact that it says not only Lydia's name, but also her occupation, we can't just slide on by it. And we have to realize there's a contrast there to other ladies in Scripture that were idle, that were busybodies, saying things they shouldn't say, to Lydia. What do we think about the work before our hands? Another observation I want to dive into, she was from, from Thyatira. Here we go, ladies. This is the coolest thing. The providence of God, if you've never heard that word, providence of God essentially means divine guidance. Guidance from God, you can't understand it anywhere else, a protective care, brought Lydia, this divine guidance, brought Lydia from her home in Thyatira. This is where Thyatira is tonight, okay? From Thyatira, which is in Asia, to Philippi for a divine appointment with Paul to hear about Jesus. How many different threads had to be interwoven here to make up the fabric of that providential meeting between Lydia and Paul? How many different threads? God rules and overrules all things to bring Lydia from Thyatira to Philippi to meet Paul. Praise God. So I want to ask you this. What do you think about where the Lord has placed you geographically? Currently in South Bend, for most of you, except for you all coming from out of state, represent. But what comes to mind when you think about where the Lord has placed you for such a time as this? Now, I've posed many questions to you after we examined what we learned about Lydia from observations from the text. <laughs> and here is the most important question that comes from our last observation that we're going to dive into. And I promise we're almost done here. This is the most important question, and you said it, Lonnie. You said she was a what woman? God-fearing. She was a God-fearing woman, and this is the most important question that comes from this observation. What do you think about God? What do you think about God? And that's why I saved this observation for last, because A.W. Tozer, some of you know that name, he said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. The most important thing about us. Now, God-fearing, here's the thing. Some of you may be standing there being like, or sitting here being like, wait, she was a God-fearing woman, and then her eyes were open and met Paul. I thought God-fearing was a good thing. It is good to fear God. This is what I'm going to say about reading the scripture. Context, context, context. We cannot take one verse out of its context and think that this is what it says. So when you read all of Acts, you see God-fearing throughout all of Scripture in Acts. God-fearing is a term that is used over and over and over again when Paul and the apostles who have seen Jesus, who are sharing Jesus to those who are, who are they sharing Jesus with? God-fearing people. God-fearing people. One example is in Acts 13 where Paul stood up, motioned with his hands. He said, fellow Israelites, you who fear God, listen. 
Let me tell you about Jesus. So Lydia comes to the river, God-fearing, because it's Sabbath. Now listen, she was a businesswoman. Did Philippi shut down on Sabbath day? No. There's no synagogue in Philippi. What the heck is a synagogue? We learned about that last time. The synagogue is where people would go to worship God. There was no synagogue. You had to have at least 10 believing men to have a synagogue, which is why they went to the river. Okay? So she's God-fearing. She stopped her business every Sabbath to go to the river. Do you think she lost some money? Yes! She was a businesswoman selling purple. She wasn't selling purple to people who believed in God. She was missing out on a ton of business. We're going to get to that later. I get so excited about that part. But Lydia knew she came to the river knowing some things about God. She knew the story of God. She knew how God chose a people called Israel. I'm recapping for you what Paul reminds people when he stands up in the synagogues to talk about Jesus. He says, you God-fearing people, you know this. You can read his sermons in Acts. He says, you know God chose a people Israel. You know that they were slaves in Egypt. You know that God saved them from Egypt. These are all people who are like, yes, yes, God-fearing. God did all of these things. 40 years wandered in the wilderness. 450 years passed. Judges, kings, all with the question, where is the Savior? Where is the Savior? Lydia knew all those things. She was God-fearing. She was waiting herself for a Savior. And she was a good a woman, a good character. She went to the Sabbath, and this is what Paul says to them, God-fearing people. He says, brothers and sisters, and those among you who fear God, it is ours that the word of this salvation has been sent. We tell you good news. What God promised our ancestors that you all know about, you know the promises God made to our ancestors, has been fulfilled by raising Jesus. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you are not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Lydia feared God. She came as she was. She was doing what she was supposed to do. But then something happened. I asked you some questions. Who is Lydia? She was a woman named Lydia. She was from Thyatira. She was a God-fearing woman. But what was she doing? Sitting and listening. Sitting. We already talked about how she was a businesswoman, and it was Sabbath, and she was losing out on business. She came to the river to sit down outside the city gate. Outside the city gate. The city gates where everything was happening. She came outside and sat down, and then she listened. I don't think we know how to sit down very well. You're sitting right here. And I'm not talking about physically sitting down always. Is your mind not sitting down? Can your mind not quiet even for a minute? We need to sit down, and we need to listen. That was the second observation. We need to listen. So I'm going to tell you something. Difference between... Listening and hearing from a story that I have, and I'm going to ask no judgment because I know you all have been there before, so I don't even have to say it. 
okay? Sunday morning, lots going on. I see a sister. I go up to that sister because I love this sister. And I want to know how she's doing. And I look at her and I said, how are you doing? And she starts to tell me. And because she loves me and we have a good relationship, she starts telling me the real stuff, right? Not like, I'm good, I'm fine, great, have a good day. She starts telling me how she's doing, and I want to know. But as I'm looking at her, hearing her words, my stomach starts to gargle. And I start thinking, oh, man, I'm hungry. I am so hungry. And I love you, sister. This is all in my head. As I'm listening to her talk to me, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm so hungry. She has no idea. I haven't eaten all day, and it's been a really long time. Where are we going for lunch? I'm not sure. As I'm hearing her words come out of her mouth, I see my youngest son, Simeon, who was in that picture, totally take out another child from church. And I'm thinking, where is their dad, the pastor? Yep, he's probably somewhere talking to somebody as well. What time is it? Where's my phone? Oh, it's not in my back pocket. I'm hearing her words. Where in the back pocket? Oh, it's in my purse in the front of the sanctuary. Probably dumped out and all my feminine products are everywhere because this has happened before. Was I hearing the words? Did I hear the words? Yes. Was I listening? No. Ladies, there is a difference. We hear a lot of things. It's up here. Listen, here's the main difference. Hearing things takes no effort. If we were to put some music on, you would hear it. It takes no effort. Listening. You have got to make a decision to listen. It is intentional. And listen, listen, y'all got to fight for it. You have to fight for it. There is a reason why God says take every thought captive. We have got to fight to listen to the word of God. The Lord is calling us. He's calling us to come to the river as we are. To sit and to listen. And not just listen to anything. I'm not asking you to listen to your new Spotify channel. I want you to listen to the word of God. We need to stop. We need to pause. We need to go outside those city gates, sometimes physically, sometimes in our mind. And we need to listen to the word of God. And I want to challenge us, what in the world are you listening to? And you're going to have some time to reflect on that. And here are some ideas that I think a lot of us listen to. We listen to our family members. We listen to our neighbors. We listen to our professors. We listen to our social media stream or thread. There are a lot of voices coming at you. And we listen to all of it. And I'm call the Lord is calling us, and I'm encouraging us, that we have got to listen to the word of God. Sister, yes, amen. We have got to listen to the word of God. Because, ladies, we are being attacked. And there is a lot of things in your mind. And your cell phone... There's a whole lot of people that are getting paid a whole lot of money to figure out what to put on your phone and how to keep you on your phone. And we have got to fight. We need to sit and we need to listen. We need to sit and we need to listen to the word of God. We need to sit and listen to the word of God to answer all those questions that I posed to you earlier. Who your identity, 
Who are you? What are you doing with your hands? What do you think about your location? What do I think about God? I am, call, I'm, I am saying tonight, let us listen to the word of God. And when I say listen, hear me clearly, I mean you can play the word of God so you can literally listen. But I'm saying listen to the word of God by reading it. Lydia did not have the word of God to read and get to know Jesus. We have the word of God and we have forgotten what a privilege the word of God in our hands is. So I want you to sit and listen to the word of God to do a couple things. I want you to be fed. When Jesus walked this earth, I love this, and there was the feeding of the 5,000. Some of you know this miracle that Jesus did. 5,000 people literally followed him because they were hungry, and he fed them. It was a miracle. He made like one loaf of bread into a whole lot and fed all those people, 5,000, but this is what he said to do first, and y'all maybe have missed this. He said to sit down, to be in a position to receive. Can you imagine if those people did not sit down, 5,000 people hungry? He said, sit down and receive. Ladies, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. No one comes to me will ever be hungry or thirst again. Sit and listen to be fed. Sit and listen to be cared for. You know, it talks about over and over again how God cares for you. And Isaiah says he protects his flock like a shepherd. He brings his people in. He carries them in the fold of his garment. Listen to the word of God to be cared for. I know y'all are struggling. I know there are hard things in this life. Be cared for by the word of God. Sit and listen to be clothed. I rejoice greatly in the Lord, Isaiah says, to be clothed in garments of salvation. Ladies, Lydia went to the river, and there's a whole lot of reasons why they go to the river and why Paul expected to find them, because when there was no synagogue, they had to get somewhere by water. You want to know why by water? Because it was customary to wash your hands, your feet, and your face before praying. Lydia went to the river. What'd she do? She washed her hands, her feet, and her face before praying. But she was met with more than that. She went to the river to cleanse herself as is customary. But what did she find? And who found her? Paul, Jesus, who cleansed her dirty garments of sin and gave her a white robe, robes of righteousness. The blood of Jesus has wiped her clean. She came to the river and received so much more. Sit and listen to the word of God to be changed. God gives us the Holy Spirit, and he will convict our souls, and we will be changed Our final observation, and we are done, is what happened to Lydia. He opened her heart. He opened her heart, and she responded. This is amazing to me. The first person in Europe to believe in Jesus was Lydia. And she was from a city that had not been reached by Jesus before. I'm sorry, does God value women? Come on. I'll stop there. I could go on. We're going to stick to the notes. What happened? The Lord opened her heart. Jesus says in Luke, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me, this is Jesus speaking, in the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. 
Jesus said to them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance of forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. You are witnesses. And look, I'm sending a helper, the Holy Spirit. Jesus changed Lydia that day. I don't know about you. I know I personally don't get to sit and listen much. So we're going to give you some time to do that. And I know some of y'all looking at me like, it is Friday, which means I worked all week. And she's up here talking like, I haven't worked this many hours. I am sorry. You are loved. The Lord will give you strength. But I do want to give you, I do want to give you some time to sit and listen. And so you, table leaders, table leaders can pass out the last handout that's in here. These questions are on your handout. There's two things on your handout that you're going to be receiving from your table leader. The questions that we went through that we learned that are a challenge to think about when it comes to our observations. And maybe you need to sit and listen to the word of God to help us answer those questions. And then on the other side, it's a two-sided sheet. There are the things that I just went through with scriptures attached to it of what we, my encouragement to sit and listen to the word of God for, to be cared for, to be fed, to be changed, and to be clothed. There is a coloring sheet on your table that maybe some of your young ladies have already colored, which is great, but it's this verse. For the word of God is living and active, effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the the heart. Ladies, we need to sit and listen to the word of God. That is my charge to you. God is calling you to come to the river, to sit. Come to the river as you are. Sit at the river. Sit down. And listen to the word of God.